What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another show here on the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode today here on the show. We are excited to bring another guest on today, and this is going to be a really unique one. I'm super excited. Uh, recording this one late night for me, but uh, for him, it's actually the next day. We're, we're traveling time a little bit. We have none other than uh, Gary Ashton from uh, Lawns Online, and he is from the land down under. Uh, most of you probably know of him by now. He's got another podcast, uh, Aussie Lawn Stars. He's kind of new on the scene, just like myself. So we have kind of grown and connected on social media the past couple of weeks, and we wanted to line up. It's taken us a while to get this because, like we said, time change. Uh, the time difference is huge. It's crazy. I mean, he's uh, 17 hours ahead of us right now with daylight savings time and everything kicking in. But uh, it's taken a lot to get here, but I'm super excited for what we're going to go through tonight and uh, going to bring a lot of value to all of you out there listening. So, Gary, how are you doing today, man? For you today, tonight, for me. Hey, how are you going? I'm doing well. It's uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon here, and i uh, been watching the wildlife in Australia. Had a uh, nice little water dragon run around on the lawns where I was working this I afternoon. Saw that on your, I saw that on your Instagram. But I've got to correct you on something. When you say Aussie, you've got to say Aussie with a Z instead of Aussie. Okay. Okay. See, that's right. <laughs> teach, me the, teach me the language. So, it's Aussie. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you're doing good. You can you can be an honorary Australian. <laughs> there we go. I like it. So Aussie, Aussie Lawn Stars. That's cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing. Why is that? Is that just the way yeah. you pronounce your S's? Oh, look, when I started the show and I got Mr. Producer to do the intro for me, yeah, I sent him a message as soon as he sent me the voiceover and I said, hey, let's practice how to say Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> did he say Aussie like I did? Yeah, yeah. It's It's a thing. That's funny. That's funny. Is it just like double S's? I mean, what is the what is the background behind that? Yeah, it is just double S's, but that's just, I guess, our uh, lingo. That's just the way you, right. yeah. That's just the way, the way, you way we say, when we say, g'day, mate, how you going? We're from Aussie. Yeah, that is funny. It is funny, the difference. We both speak English, but it's a different kind of English. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, We speak the Queen's English. <laughs> Queen's English, yeah. it's You're more proper. You're you're a lot more proper than we are. You're... you're uh, your language sounds a lot better and more professional than we are. So uh, I, uh, we, I love listening to Australian people talk. We, we've got our own slang. We like to call a uh, line trimmer or a weed whacker. We call it a whippersnipper. So, yeah, we've got I our have, own unique Australian language. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. I've I've heard that. Uh, I had somebody else down in Australia that I was talking to a while back said whippersnipper, and I was like, what, what? And that's kind of that's kind of become a running joke here. Uh, in the U.S. between all the podcasts that people that have uh, interviewed uh, people from Australia, they've talked about that, about how that y'all call them whippersnippers. And and it's funny because we call them all different things in our own country. We call them different things. I call it uh, I call it a weed eater. And then people yep. up north call it a weed whacker. And yeah. uh, some people just call it string trimming. And some people call it line trimming. Like it's, everybody's got a different different word for it. If you go to the U.K., they call it strimming. Streaming. That is not. I, I've never heard that one before. That's a new one. That, that's that's proper English. The Queen's English there. <laughs> well, I'm actually, I'm actually, I have a guy lined up to get on the podcast from uh, Britain, so um, or uh, Europe over there somewhere, I, England. I think, I think he's in England, yeah. but um, right. maybe maybe he'll say that. Very good. Well, I'm excited for what we got today, man. Uh, let's just go ahead and d- jump right into it. Uh, that's a fun little intro. We talked about uh, the differences in time zone and all that. We might circle back around to that in a little bit, 
uh, just based on uh, your day and what you had what you had going on today. Like you said, crazy wildlife while you were out uh, mowing and and doing your uh, property maintenance today. Well, just give us a little breakdown. First off, take us through uh, your business and your story, your actual lawn care business, because uh, you have the podcast now. We'll get into that a little further down the road, but tell everybody uh, your background in the lawn care industry. Yeah, okay. So I started in 2010. So we're talking 11 and a half years ago, I started. And I was working for the insurance industry in Australia. And I had been eyeing off the lawn care industry for a couple of years. So it was a matter of timing when I wanted to make the move. I had annual leave, I had paid parental leave, and I took a 12-month career break as well. So I'd set myself up with a nice little financial package and a lot of unpaid time off as well so that I had time to consider whether I wanted to stop lawn care. I could go back into the insurance industry if I wanted to. So, yeah, that's 11 and a half years ago. I didn't go back to insurance in case you're wondering. (laughs) I love it. So what made you decide to get into the lawn care? You said you were eyeing it. Uh, What made you go full-time? Well, I I jumped straight in full-time, but I bought a business off a friend. And when I bought that business off him, it was only about one and a half days a week in terms of the number of customers that he had. Uh, It was also, keeping in mind, another Australian thing here, we enter winter around May. So the actual winter season starts when the grass stops growing and where I am, the grass does actually stop growing, but we don't get snow. So the 1st of May is pretty much guaranteed the grass will stop growing. And I started mowing at the beginning of April. So I had one month and then nothing. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. That's tough. So you had to go through the summer, the first summer or first winter for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You had to go through the first winter. Pretty brutal there. Yeah. So I actually got a little bit of employed work at a local retirement village doing some groundskeeping for them yeah whilst i was waiting for my season to kick back in and i could do all of my jobs every other sunday and do five days a week working for the retirement village in between Uh, okay that's cool that's a good way to get into it uh when you only have that much to get to stay busy so you said you bought together that's actually funny because i did the same thing i actually bought my company that i own uh from a guy that i was working with so and have grown it to what we are today uh, nothing, nothing too crazy, but uh, we have grown it significantly from when I bought it. So, a, a few things we want to run through today, uh, I, some topics that I want to just hop right into. I don't want to beat around the bush yeah. because I want to respect your time. You're, you're taking time out of your day to do this. And uh, I'm excited to bring bring this value to the listeners about the differences uh, in Australian, the, the Australian market and in our market, but uh, the way that we can compare them and kind of show some similarities as well. So first thing I know you you brought up was wages, and this is a huge thing, the labor shortage that we're having in America right now. Um, I, I think it's around the world. I don't know. I mean, I know the supply chain is messed up around the world. Um, are y'all having the same uh, labor shortages as we are? Yeah, I'm trying to find an employee as we speak. So if you know anyone who wants some work in Australia, tell them to get in contact with me. I'm really struggling to find anybody to work for me. I've got one person that is working for me. I need to replace him. And I've, I thought I had another four weeks or so till he finishes up. And I've been looking for the last three months to try and find an employee. And he contacted me today. He said he needs to finish up as soon as possible. Oh, my goodness. So you are really in a – you're well, if, anybody, if anybody's out there listening and wants to move to Australia, here you go. You got a good job down there waiting on you. Yeah. Well, give you a bit of an idea, the wage difference between where you are and where I am here. For me to get an employee, I need to pay at least $25 an hour. So if you're listening, move to Australia, you can be on $25 an hour minimum. 
That's what you were telling me. So you're saying entry level is twenty five dollars an hour, correct? Yeah, I could probably pay a little bit less if they're under eighteen, but for somebody who's eighteen years old or older, then twenty five dollars an hour is the starting point. And I've paid up to thirty dollars an hour for somebody who's able to work independently without supervision. That's insane. I mean, the fact that you're having to pay that and get uh, that—that's just an insane rate to start out at. I mean, we're paying we're paying four men up here. I mean, everybody's different, but $22, $25 an hour, and they're running their own crews and stuff. Um, that's yeah. a crazy thing, the differences. So, but what is your average? So, like, I know you don't do, we'll get into this here in a minute, residential and commercial, but um, an average residential yard. So, like, what are you charging for just like your average neighborhood lawn? Okay. So, there's a lot of variation in Australia. Where I am is probably a good indication of the average. And give you a bit of an idea of size, I'll have to convert to what works for you. So we, we use square metres, but um, if we're talking acreage sizes, so yeah. um, the average block where I am is around quarter of an acre. That's about average that, here. That makes sense, yeah. Yep. So quarter acre block, I would charge between 80 and $120, depending on how um, complicated the block is. So that, yeah, that, okay, so that explains why, <coughs> excuse me. I've got a little, I don't know, I got a sinus infection or something that's come on lately and it's it's whipping me, but uh, I'm trying to trying to keep it down, the coughing down to a minimum. But that that explains why you're having to pay $25, $30 an hour because uh, that same yard that you said, what, 80 to 100 bucks you're charging up there, we're charging uh, average neighborhood yard. I mean, it depends. Are y'all weekly or bi-weekly maintenance? Uh, that's an interesting topic. So the majority of Australia is bi-weekly, but you've got to use the right terminology again, the Australian terminology, or the, the correct English <laughs> is fortnightly. One more time. What you, What was that? Fortnight. So if, you know the game Fortnite? Yeah, Fortnite, yeah. Fortnightly means bi-weekly. So same thing. Really? I did not know that. So the majority of Australia uses fortnightly knowing, and I've noticed that when people are mowing their own yards, they all mow weekly. And then if they get into it, they might mow two times a week. So what I've discovered is that if I encourage people to choose a premium package rather than the basic package, they go from fortnightly to weekly mowing. And when I've been doing residential work, I had up to a third of my customers on weekly mowing and trying to push more and more that way. So really following what you guys do in America with the weekly mowing. Yeah, that's the way to do it for sure. We're still even transitioning. We're kind of in a zone where uh, our grass doesn't grow fast enough to have to be mowed weekly, not all of it. But uh, up north, north they have, their turf is uh, cool Cool season grasses. They cut it a lot higher than we do, so it doesn't have to be mowed weekly. But back back to what I was saying about the, um, the prices is the average price for us for that yard weekly would probably be 35 to 40 dollars uh maybe some maybe 45 dollars so uh it, it it does depend on i guess it might not be that far off if you're charging 80 to 100 bi-weekly or fortnightly as you said um yeah but but there is a there is definitely a, a difference there so the wages are you having a problem getting what what is your problem in in the labor shortage is it people just don't want to work uh what do you what do you think the, the problem is there uh, there's too many other jobs to choose from. Oh, so everybody's going to a better job. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of choices. And what I've found is that if you pay less than $20 an hour or around $20 an hour, then they don't want to be doing the labouring type jobs. They want to be doing something else. So you, yeah. you can get somebody in an office environment for $20 an hour, but when they're doing labouring, then 
they don't hang around for long if you do that. It's the same thing and, here. And, people can people can go to McDonald's and flip hamburgers for fifteen, sixteen, seventeen dollars an hour now. Uh, I've seen signs in the windows, so they just assume go do that in the air condition as opposed to going out and laboring. Yeah, that's it. So that that's the biggest thing I've found. But um, yeah, I think overall there is a definite labour shortage at the moment. It's just. Yeah, too many people have already got jobs or they don't want work, I guess. So how is, I mean, let's let's talk about it, the elephant in the room. How has COVID affected y'all down there? Uh, up here, we're kind of coming out of it. But I've seen some some crazy videos in Australia about the police and like uh, crazy lockdowns and stuff. What are y'all, what are you dealing with where you are? Yeah, so I'll try and avoid getting into the political side of it because I know it gets very political quickly. For but, sure, um, for sure. Yeah, for, for me... Where I am, I haven't had a problem there. And the the lockdown where I am meant that I could still work. Okay. I had no problem. Yeah. And I've been able to work right through. But then I work in a environment where the company I'm working with, subcontracting to them, they have to stay open and they need the grounds maintained. Otherwise, they yeah. would get shut down. So you're an essential worker. Yeah. That's awesome. been good for me. Some, some of the people that are around my same area, had to shut down for a little while. Yeah. That. If you go down south in Melbourne, then they got locked down a lot harder than we did. So I feel feel for those guys there. They really struggled. Were there a lot of layoffs from COVID in, just in just in labor in general, aside from the green industry? Uh, were there just – I mean, because you're saying everybody's getting jobs now, so that means there's jobs available. Was there a huge layoff? Uh, look, there's been an interesting issue come up in Australia. And again, we, we're touching on political stuff, so I'll be really careful how I say it. But, yeah, yeah, no, um, we don't have to get into it. Just the, the mandate for vaccination has meant that a lot of people uh, have been yeah. either laid off or they have made themselves redundant one way or another. Yeah. And I actually looked at that as an opportunity to find employees. And then I found out that I can't employ anybody that's not vaccinated. No way. So strings were pulled above my head. Wow. Now, does that have to do with, uh, I mean, and we don't have to get too far anymore into this, but does that have to do with the, with the company that you subcontract for? Or is that the government? Yeah, so the, so the government ruled certain industries have to be vaccinated. So all employees or contractors in certain industries have to be vaccinated, but then it's up to the individual companies themselves to decide in some industries. And wow. That's where I've been affected is because they, they have the choice. Okay. And and they need to protect themselves. Yeah. I understand it. Yeah. But, yeah, it, that's made it a little bit more challenging. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely see where that's an issue. I, that's crazy. I did not know that. Well, we'll move on from that. We don't want to get too much into politics on the show today. I just it, it, yeah. I just like hearing how it's affected. You're really the first person that I've gotten to, to personally talk to outside of America so I wanted to see how it affected the labor and all that uh, over yeah. on that side. I know Australia has had a lot of um, attention from around the world because of the mandates and um, lockdowns. I've seen all yeah. the protests in the streets and all that stuff. So that's what kind of got me kind of got me thinking about it. Yeah, the thing is that it's the minority that gets the attention in those cases. So we, we're at close to ninety five percent vaccinated, so it's less than five percent of the people that have been making a lot of the noise. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, that's exactly right. That's I, I totally understand that. Well, uh, moving on from that, like I said, we don't want to get into that too much. So I know that'll bore you yep. really quickly. I've heard I've I've heard more COVID talk over the past eighteen months than I can ever imagine. So, 
Uh, I can talk about it all day, but this is um, somewhere I'd rather talk about grass growing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's what we're here for. Uh, that's what we're here for. Help people in their businesses and uh, whether you're green industry, outside the green industry, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I just want to bring good value to all of you out there listening. So uh, we are going to stay green industry pretty much heavy today. And yeah. one other thing that I wanted to get into really quickly is, uh, and we might expound on this because I would like to, I know we've had a conversation prior to this podcast about this um, and your kind of integration in it in your business is battery powered versus gas powered. And uh, yeah. I, I kind of, I know you can talk about it for a little bit, so I'm going to kind of turn it over to you and I want you to give everybody your take on battery powered. I know you just got a chance to demo the mean green mowers. So kind of yeah. take in a run with it and give everybody uh, your personal rundown on battery powered. Yeah, so like I said, I've been doing this for 11 and a half years and I've been running battery-powered handheld gear for the last three and a half years and found the Husqvarna gear was the choice I went with there and it was really a no-brainer for me. I looked at the maths and decided that by the time you buy a few batteries and a charger, the tools cost about the same and the if you've got three batteries for one person running solo, then you can get through a day comfortably on three batteries and then you can recharge them either on the job if you've got the setup to charge on the job. Otherwise, you can get through three batteries recharged in the evening quite comfortably. So that that was an easy decision. I did try a couple of different brands with battery at the time. It was only really between Husqvarna and Still. Now there's probably, what, half a dozen to ten different brands that you can Everybody's buy. Everybody's got one now, yeah. Yeah. But I listened to Julio Tomei, you'll know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Long Care yes, Business Success. Podcast. He, he was the first one that introduced the idea to me. And, you know, kudos to him for starting the idea. And it got me thinking the hedge trimmer was the tool he recommended that was worth looking at with battery powered. So that was the first tool I considered as well. I didn't buy the hedge trimmer first, though. I figured if the hedge trimmer is worth getting, the one I need to get around is the whippersnipper, the um, weed whacker. Yeah. So I wanted yeah. to make sure that that was capable of doing what I do. And at that point in time, I had one person whippersnipping for eight hours a day on one site. So I was like, that's going to test the battery powered gear. I was able to recharge the batteries on site. So I bought two batteries and a whippersnipper and a charger and I tested it on that site. That whippersnipper lasted me two and a half years before it failed, running that constant work. That's insane. How long would the battery? How long would one battery last you? So when the batteries are new, and for doing regular maintenance whippersnipping, so we're talking where the grass isn't overgrown, yeah, then up to two hours use. Okay, okay, yeah. As soon as you put a bit of load on them, or as the batteries get a bit older, you get down to about one hour use out of the batteries. But that's specifically talking the Husqvarna with the BLI three hundred battery, yeah, and the five twenty whippersnipper, the five twenty ILX. Okay. Okay, yeah, and, and battery powered has come a long way in the past couple of years, and it's going to go a long way in the next couple of years. Oh yeah. So sure. that that's cool to hear that you've already imp, uh, implemented the handheld equipment in your business. Um, let's talk about the mean green mowers a little bit. Uh, what do you what do you think about it? What's what's your take on? And I saw you got to demo them. I've done a lot of research for the last couple of years. I've been waiting for mean green to come into Australia, and they've only just come in in the last couple of months. So I put my hand up for a demo before they were in the country. Yeah. And with the lockdowns, it made it a little bit hard to get the demo, but we just got that this week. So that was awesome to get it in. I'd already been watching Mean Green for a long time, and it was when they released their Vanquish 
and um, the one that I test rode, they, they sit down zero turn. They only um, just released as green mean, mean Green was coming into Australia. And that they're the models that I'm really interested in. So I looked at the run times. I'd looked at the power ratio. So you're talking with the with these models, a 60-inch mower that is comparable to a 37-horsepower petrol mower. So they're awesome power output and seven-and-a-half-hour runtime. So that was impressive, and I did a lot of research about that, and it seems that they actually do get seven-and-a-half-hour runtime. I haven't done a demo for seven-and-a-half hours to confirm that, but yeah. I do know that the battery only went down by 2% for the time I used it yesterday. That's that's crazy. I'm so excited to see where they go in the future. Um, and, and, the, and people hear seven hours, eight-hour runtime. One thing that I had to remember when I first heard that, I was like, well, that's not that long. You're not mowing seven or eight hours a day. You're transferring in between jobs. Uh, you're it's on and off. Like the mower is not running mowing grass eight hours a day. So seven yeah. and a half hours is not a bad not a bad run time at all. Yeah, look, I I thought about that too. And um, shout out to Brian Fullerton because he talked about this recently as well. Yeah, he did a whole and podcast on it. Yeah, it was a great podcast. Anyone should listen to that one. It's awesome. But um, he talked about. In the US, people doing 14-hour days, 12-hour days and running out of battery life in that time. And I can understand his concern there because it's it's a real thing. You've got seven-and-a-half-hour runtime. You're not going to get through 14 hours of mowing. Yeah. But for the average person, like you say, the mower is on for half of that time. So if you did a 14-hour day, in theory, you should still be able to do all the mowing you need to do. Yeah, yeah, in theory. And it does depend on what your, what your business model is. I mean, yeah. if, you're, if you're on huge 10 acre commercial properties all day then yeah your mower might be running for that long but if you're running residential routes where you're on and off uh, trimming and stuff weed eating um you're on and off the mower so it's not going to end up accounting to seven and a half or eight hours a day the other thing to consider there with the battery is the charge time and they are saying that it will take eight hours to charge with one charger they have two charge inputs on the mower so you can plug two charges in at once and you can get it down to a four hour charge time yeah and that's Australia runs different voltage to the US. So we run 240 volt, which is comparable to a few guys that are on the 220 volt system. Yeah. So I would imagine with 240 volts, 10 amp power output on the charger, that's where we get the eight hour charge or the four hour charge if you do two charges. Yeah, I hear you. And and, and I would definitely, if, if I was going to get one, I would definitely need to get that, get it down to that four hour charge time. I would not, I would not yeah. want an eight hour charge time. Well, I, I like eight hours sleep, so eight hours is okay for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's an excuse to make you start late the next day. That's good. I like. Oh, that. I don't start late, but I don't. I don't finish late either. I I start about uh, seven o'clock in the morning and yeah. I finish up two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, that's a good schedule right there. That is that's prime. That works well for me. I'm happy with it. That's a good. That's a good schedule. And you are so it's just you and uh, you and one guy, right? Yeah, so I'm working on two commercial sites. I work on one site and the other guy works on the other site unsupervised. And I need to bring somebody on to replace him that can do the other site, which is about 20 hours a week, and help me out on the site I'm on. So they'd be doing 30 to 40 hours a week. So you're saying you're on two sites. That's kind of an interesting topic there. Are you doing, and it's obviously a commercial building, a commercial plant, warehouse, whatever it is. Um, Are you what kind of, I mean, how big is the property that you're taking care of to be able to devote all of your time to two properties? Yeah. So the one I'm working on is I think about 20 hectares. Wow. That's a, okay. That's a lot of, that's a big property. So keep in mind 
the service I'm providing is grounds maintenance. So I'm not just mowing. It's mowing. Yeah, you're doing everything. Gardening. Yeah. So I do the mowing. I do the gardening. If the car park's got a lot of leaves, because we, we have um, these crazy things called gum trees and the gum trees or eucalyptus trees, they drop a lot of leaves all year round. Mm-hmm. And so I'm finding at the moment I need to get the backpack blower out and clean the car park when I get there in the morning, probably two or three days a week sometimes. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I get to do all those kind of jobs. Yeah, I hear you. And it's funny you say gardening. That is one thing. So I follow, I've started following quite a few people in Australia uh, on social media. And gardening is a much bigger thing down there than it is here. Like the term gardening, like getting in the beds, making them look really nice. The shrubbery is insane. I've never seen. So I, there's a page on Instagram. I think it's Craft Landscaping. I don't know if you've ever seen them or not. Um, I don't know that. Sorry, but they're from. I'm I'm 99 sure they're from Australia. Uh, some of the bushes that they are trimming. I mean, and, and you can maybe account to this uh, and see if it's true or not. I'm. I mean, they're like 20 to 25 feet tall. Like up. I mean, they are huge shrubs. Do y'all have a lot of that near you? Yeah, so that's quite common in Australia. I would say that there's. Um, with what I'm doing, I'm not doing shrubs that are that tall yeah i've got a few trees that i will do some pruning on so when we're talking trees then we get up around that tall but most of the work i'm doing with gardening is either hedge trimming hand weeding um or light pruning with secateurs um a little little bit of work on the ground sort of keeping the keeping the garden beds tidy but um yeah i don't do the massive big shrubs like that yeah, yeah. Hey, I wouldn't want to. I'm not signing up for them, but it's just cool to me how they they keep it all very well manicured. They're all, everything, every video that I see, they just look, they're pristine. They're always nice and shaped up the right way. Just a lot lot sharper looking appearance than the, most of the shrubs here in the U.S. Yeah, I think you'll find the U.K. is really big on having their shrubs like that. And if you find in Australia, it's probably down Melbourne or the Capital Territory ACT, as we call it. Yeah. I hear those, you. Those spots have a lot more formal gardens. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, that's it's cool to hear that there's like just the differences because that's just not. And it, well, it is a thing in different parts of the country because I know like Keith Calfus, he trims the, he trims those massive, uh, those massive shrubs like that, but it's nothing that I would ever want to sign up for. So, uh, well, yeah. man, that's cool hearing about your business. So you, like you're saying, you, you, you and one guy, you take care of two big properties. You're the groundskeepers. You do a full maintenance there. Do you do the, uh, do you do the, like the fertilization and weed control as well? Or do you sub that out? Uh, yeah, I do it all. Okay. So yeah. you do all that as well. Uh, with um, with that, fertilisation is included and weed control is dependent on what they want so that I'm not doing a massive weed control program. It's fairly minimal, um, but on the main site, they have a no chemical policy, so there's zero weed control other than hand weeding. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, man, that is that is tough. So you're pulling every hand, every weed by hand. Yep. Is that that's the right. is that the site you're working or your guys working? That's, that's me. <laughs> oh man, so you're taking the tough one. I've got a steam weeder I can use, and um, that's something that the company had in there already. So I've got access to it. That's a fourteen thousand dollar tool. If anybody wants to grab a hold of one of those, it's an expensive tool for weed spray. Fourteen thousand dollars. What does it do? So it just, I mean, does it help you pull them? Steam. So it it heats up um, a water supply with diesel. And then you steam the weeds. Ah, uh, okay. Steam, steam. Okay, now I got what you're saying. Okay, 
That's cool. That's yeah, actually really my accent will get you every time. Huh? Say <laughs> like my my accent will get you every time. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm and that's part on me. It's I should I should be able to understand you a little bit better. But that's it's just oh, cool. Good. It's cool hearing the the difference in lingo. Um, it it's just all the it's just fun to me. I love I love hearing the difference. That's good. It's um it's quite funny. My wife um lived in the south in the US for a few years. Uh, she lived not too far from you. Yeah, did you, where did you say she what what state was she in? Um Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, that's literally like 2 hours from me. I thought you said it was Alabama. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What go continue. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. She gives us a good laugh talking about the accents down there and how hard it is to understand people. How long now how long was she here? 7 years. So did she did she lose her Australian accent and get a southern one, or did she stay Australian? Uh, it definitely got affected by it. Really? But, um, that she was in her first marriage over there. Yeah, I, I married once she once that marriage ended and she came back to Australia. Yeah, and um, she had two kids over there, and so they had really strong southern accents. That's funny. That is that's yeah. hilarious. Oh yeah. Hey, but, yeah, there's no accent like it. She had a lot of trouble understanding them and sort of getting used to the lingo down there. Really? Yeah. And it's a different pace too. It's just everything. Everything's yeah. different all over the country and all over the world. It's just so fun hearing, uh, hearing all the differences. Well, um, well, tell me a little bit about uh, the podcast, man. The Aussie Lawn Stars. Did I say it the right way? Yeah, you got it right that time. That's great. But the podcast I just started up this year and I think I started about two months after you did. So I'm up to... 10 episodes i'm doing one a week so yeah you've been doing two and a half months now and i looked at it been listening to podcasts pretty much most of the time i've been doing lawn mowing and i got sick of listening to americans no offense but there was no australian content for yeah care. for sure so i thought yep it's been time and i had surgery on my knee in august this year and so when i had my surgery booked in. I said, right, that's the right time for me to start the podcast I've been working on, thinking on for a while. Uh, I recorded half a dozen episodes whilst I was recovering off work. And um, that was when I started. And then it took me about a month before I actually published the first episode. So you batch recorded and then did it. That's pretty cool. That's a good way to go about doing it. Yeah, so now I try and make sure I've got about four or five episodes up my sleeve at any point in time so that there's always something there to go. That's good. That's good. I, I'm I'm the worst about getting behind and, and not keeping up, not keeping a good backlog of them. But it's hard. Everybody's so busy right now. It's hard to get everybody on the same schedule. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm thinking more and more as your side of the world slows down for winter, I should be doing more interviews with Americans because yeah. they've got all in the world whilst i've got my busy summer season yeah it's your busiest time of the year and you should be start you should start recording podcasts yeah one one of the first things i did when i decided to record the podcast i realized that it takes a lot of time to do the full production so i talked to marty mr producer and i said hey can you do some of the background work for me make me sound awesome yeah because i need i need help sounding awesome (laughs) (laughs) well he does a good job he's the best he's the best one there is oh yeah so every episode I, I do the recording, then I go through and mark it out, send it off to Marty. He does the uh, production work in the background, sends me back the file, and then I post it. When I, I post them on a Monday morning, 6 a.m., that's Australian time. So Yeah, it's you, always that, Sunday for us. Yeah, it'll be Sunday you get hold of that one. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So what is the uh, – for anybody that's out there who hasn't, who hasn't heard of it or, or listened to any episodes yet, what is kind of the – 
uh, the gist of the podcast. What are you trying to hit on? What is your goal in starting it? So every episode so far has been an interview and I've been interviewing other people who do the same thing that I do. So I pick somebody who is running a successful lawn care business in Australia and have a chat with them about what they've done, where they've got their start, what they're up to at the moment, what they consider success. And then it depends on what they're into as to whether I take a deep dive into the equipment they use or the way they look over their bookwork to assess how their business is running. One of the things that I've found in Australia that probably differentiates us a little bit from you in the US and it comes down to the wages again is that there's a massive amount of Australian lawn care businesses that start up with the vision in mind of just taking them away from a job and into another job. So they're going, okay, I can create my own job by doing this. But because of the high wages here, I would say upwards of 70% of people who start a lawn care business can't get over the hurdle of employing people. Wow. 70%. That's huge. Uh, Yeah. There's a lot of them that fail, but the ones that actually succeed, I would say that there's, there's only a small handful that actually go, yep, I've, I don't just envision working for myself for the rest of my life. I actually envision running a business where I employ people and create teams. Yeah. And there's a difference there. There's a difference in creating a, um, a company, a big, like a big business where you're employing people or just being a sole operator. Just got to choose what you want. Yeah. So what I've found since starting the podcast, it's been really interesting to highlight those differences, highlight people who have made this jump and worked out how to employ people, whether they've had to reassess you know, you can hear people like yourself talking about this, knowing your numbers, mm-hmm. knowing your worth. Yeah. So I think Calphus is the one who uses the phrase knowing your worth. Yeah. Yeah. And that is absolutely critical. I've been talking to a lot of people about this and I've had people who are just starting their business or about to start their business contacting me saying, can you do something on starting a business? Can you do something on how to work out how to run a business? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I hear you. And that's what I'm finding. Most people, if they start a lawn care business, they are purely looking to pay themselves a wage. So if you're working off $25 an hour, that's what we would consider a cowboy or chuck in the truck, as Paul Jameson calls him. Yeah, there you go. That's good. Yeah. And $25 an hour, they go out there thinking they're doing great earning $25 an hour, but they don't realize they've got expenses. Yeah, they think they're $25. they are not bringing home $25 an hour. That's right. So once they work out they need to pay expenses they start where i started and i was 11 years ago i was working off 50 dollars an hour and i thought that was great and i was telling all my family and all my friends you know this is awesome i can earn 50 dollars an hour and then i did the maths and getting to know my numbers i worked out that out of the 50 dollars an hour i was losing about half of that in expenses yeah which is probably fair for somebody solo running a lawn care business you're about half and half with expenses and profit and then you work out the excuse me, the unpaid hours or the unbillable hours. Mm-hmm. And I worked out by the time I split that $25 profit across my whole lot of the hours that I'm working during the week, I was working for about $10 an hour. Yeah. I had a little cry. And, then <laughs> gone. and since then I've worked out and I've heard a number of people say this. So shout out to, um, oh, sorry about that, Andy. I can't remember his last name. He does a podcast as well. Um, landscape business, not lens. Is it landscape business? Uh, Andy, is that what you said? Oh, Mike yeah. Andy's. Mike Andy's. Mike Andy's. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. 
Yeah, so give him a shout out. He did a um, a sum that I listened to where he talked about how much you need to be able to earn to pay wages. Yeah. And so if you've got an employee, you need to be doing two and a half to three times the cost of the wages yep. in a laundry business to be able to pay for equipment and insurance and admin staff, all those sorts of things. So when you're moving from solo to running teams, you've got to have that goal of going, okay, if I'm paying $25 to $30 an hour in wages, I need to charge $75 to $90 per hour. And that's what that employee should be producing for you. That's the thing. Right. Yes. So that that's an hourly rate. Of course, we don't want to always talk to customers about an hourly rate, but that yeah. gives us a way of assessing how we quote. Yeah. So yeah. That's a transition I had to go through in my business and I look at how other people in in my podcast where I'm interviewing, how they have worked through those issues, how they've assessed it themselves. And one of the podcast episodes I did was with James Nenkervis. That's worth a listen. He talked about doing the same sort of thing, cutting the um, the billing rate up into three pieces. He talks likens it to a pizza. He says you've got three slices of your pizza. One goes to pay wages, one goes to pay expenses, and another one to future-proof your business for buying new equipment and bits and pieces. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's that's good information. I haven't gotten to listen to that one yet, but I'm definitely going to check that one out because uh, that, that's totally a good analogy. And James started working as a school kid, so he's um, he's got a lot of attention because he's one of those guys who's been highly motivated but he's also got a um, highly motivated father that's helped him work through those numbers so kudos to both of them for what they've done in that business yeah so so that so it sounds like you're taking the podcast you just you want to help people in australia that's a big thing and i mean it's a worldwide podcast anybody can listen but you wanted to be the voice of australia is what it sounds like well all of the australians were saying the same thing there's a facebook group in australia called lmca that's lawn mowing contractors australia and big shout out to them. It's an awesome group, over 3,000 people in there that are doing the same thing as I'm doing in Australia. And they have all been saying the same thing. We don't have Australian content. I could definitely so, see why that yeah. would be an issue because y'all, I mean, everything's different for y'all. Like you need somebody who to talk about the stuff that y'all go through personally. Yep. So if you listen to my intro, you'll hear me talk about that. We've got Australian grasses, height of cut. That's another topic we can talk about. You guys cut somewhere around four inches high. We cut about two inches high. Yeah. So see, now that's what I was talking about the weekly and biweekly earlier is now where we are in Alabama, we actually cut um, we cut between we, between two inches and three inches most of the time. Um, we actually yeah, so cut similar to Australia then. Yeah, we cut shorter down here. Now, up north, they're cutting four and a half to five inches all the time. Yeah, so when you're cutting, say, around the two inches high, you're dealing with what um, worldwide is probably recognized as sports turf rather than um, residential lawns that you would consider up in the north. Yeah, yeah, it's just a different – we have Bermuda grass. That's what we have down here in the south. And so that's the stuff that we normally cut lower. Yeah, so we've got a few different grass names here that uh, I can't tell you exactly what they line up with, but um, we've got Kaikuya, which I think is similar to your centipede. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. we got Buffalo. And I think think that might be similar to Bermuda, but I'm not sure. Okay. And then we have um, Blue Cooch, which is similar to Zoysia. Okay, yeah. We've imported Zoysia recently, so there's a lot of places locally now that are installing Zoysia. Zoysia is yeah. awesome. We, lo- we love Zoysia. That's my favorite yard. Yeah. I like it, but I haven't done much work with it yet because it's only very new on the market here. Yeah. Well, it would if you're ever 
do you know are they is it emerald zoysia or is it z52 do they do you know the name of it what like what kind it is i have no idea okay <laughs> well there's different there's different we have different kinds we have z52 and emerald down here in the south most is what we see and uh, they're they're both good it just depends on literally the only difference is uh the the thickness of the blade of grass but uh, it, it's a cool, it's a cool turf. I love mowing. I love mowing Zoysia. There's a couple of large turf companies in Australia that have been trying to patent a lot of the grass types. So one of them is responsible for bringing Zoysia in. And I think they were trying to make sure they had a patent before they actually released it to the public. So uh, okay. Some of those names probably going to be hidden. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Well, are there, uh, are, are there any like big national na- nationwide uh, maintenance companies for in the green industry? Because like here we have a couple that are like nationwide. Everybody knows who they are. Do y'all have those down there? Yeah, we've got a couple of them. Programmed is one of the big ones, and they offer a nationwide maintenance. So they don't just do grounds maintenance or lawn care. They do painting. They do building work. They do everything. And um, yeah, there's a couple of them around, but Programmed is one of the bigger ones that I know of. Okay, cool. I, I just wanted—I was curious as to to what that what that uh, field looked like. Were there big companies? Yeah, the other one, really interesting one that you would have heard of, the um, franchise models. So I don't think you do a lot of franchise models in the US, but there's—I've heard one or two guys like uh, Mike Andes was talking about franchising yeah. his. Yeah, model. he does. But everybody would have heard of Jim's Mowing, and Jim's Mowing is a nationwide franchise. They take a massive amount of work and they have spread from doing just mowing franchises to doing franchises for every trade you can think of. Oh, wow. And um, I did an interview with Jim Penman. That's the the Jim for Jim's Mowing. So he's, oh, cool. the, he's the man with the face on the side of the trailer. That's, uh, that's a- another episode that was really interesting because he, he's been in the game since 1970s. He's got some, he's got some history behind him then. Yeah, he doesn't do a lot of mowing these days. He mows his own yard with a battery-powered mower. Really? But, um, yeah, he's he's not on the tools these days. He's sitting back running his multi, his massive empire. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, man, it's been, we're coming up on 45 minutes here. It's been a super fun episode. Is there anything that you want to leave our guests with? Any words of advice, tips, or anything like that? Um, I don't know about tips, but, yeah, I think looking at where, what I've been doing with the podcast, that's the one thing that really stands out for me is I've been able to help people yeah, through my podcast by helping people understand the difference between running a business and struggling to make ends meet. Uh, I would encourage anyone who's considering getting into lawn mowing or anybody who's just started out to talk to somebody like yourself, somebody like myself, somebody like Paul Jameson, Brian Fullerton, People who have been in the industry for 10 years plus who can really help you break down the numbers, work out what your worth is so that when you're running a business, you're actually already making sure that the profit margin is there. For sure. And there's so much free content out there now between podcasts, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff that you should be you should be self-teaching and learning. Uh, from those out there in the industry. But, well, that's cool, man. Well, I have one final question that we uh, we always ask all of our guests here. And I didn't – if you heard, if you listen to some episodes, you might have heard it. But if not, I, I don't know. It's going to hit you. But uh, <laughs> excuse I've me. I've listened to most of your episodes, so I'll, I'll let you say the question there. <laughs> all right. Well, good. I'm glad you know what's coming. We actually had another guy that said that. So uh, what is your why? What What is your why and why you uh, run your business? Look, that's an interesting question and it's changed over time. So when I first started running the business, 
I did it because I didn't like my job and I did it because I had a newborn child that was one year old and I wanted to be able to stay home and do the daddy daycare thing. So I wanted to look after her when my wife went back to work and we shared the load. So that was the number one reason why I started the business 11 and a half years ago. Now that's changed because she's 12 years old. So I look at it now and I go, okay, my my why is number one, it's about providing for my family and yeah. providing a lifestyle. So I, that's why I've mentioned earlier, I am home by two o'clock in the afternoon, 2.30 in the afternoon every day, five days a week. And on Fridays, I'm normally home earlier than that. So that, that family time is huge. What time does the daughter get out of school? In Australia, we start school about 9 a.m. in the morning, so a little bit later in the morning than the U.S. So I think you guys start about 7.30, right? Yeah, 7.38, just depends. Yeah. yeah, but keep in mind, I've got four kids between my wife's first marriage and my first marriage yeah. and our marriage. We've got four kids. Now, my stepson, Braden is the same age as you. He just turned 22 last week. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're pretty close then. My, I turn 22 next week. So that's, we're pretty, we're really <laughs> close in age close. then. Awesome. Yeah. So I've got 22 year old and a 19 or 20 year old. And then I've got an 18 year old and a 12 year old. So spending time with the family is really important, but also making sure I'm running a successful business so that it's going to be around to look after us for a little while longer. That's right. That's right. But that that's cool. I love hearing everybody's why and uh, family time is what's important. I mean, that's, that's what that's what you come home to every day. Those are the ones, those are your loved ones, the ones you care about the most. So you gotta gotta be able to provide for them. Yeah, they are important. Absolutely. Well, man, I love it. Uh, it's been a super fun episode. It's cool getting to hear uh, your side of things from the other side of the world. Literally, um, it's cool how technology has brought us to this point where we can sit here and um, talk. You are literally in the next day, and, and I'm sitting here talking to you. It's really cool. Um, but it's Thursday afternoon here and, um, I'm winding down after this, getting ready for dinner and tomorrow morning I'll do another interview before I go to work. I hear, I hear you. I hear you. End of the week tomorrow. <laughs> was that? And it's the end of the week tomorrow. Oh yeah, that is true. Yes, man. You're lucky. It's Friday for you. It's, we still got to go through Thursday. Yeah. You're, you're on hump day. Yeah. Yeah. Right now we are. Yep. Right now we are. Well, it's been super fun, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, go go follow Gary and his podcast, Aussie Lawn Stars. It's a really really cool a podcast out there, and he's just always bringing value. Just to that's his goal. His goal is to bring value, especially to the Australian market. And but it applies to anybody out there who's listening. And I hope that you go give him a follow. Check him out on Instagram. Where can we find you on social media, Gary? Uh, yeah, so you can find me on social media. I've got Lawns Online on Instagram and I've got Aussie Lawn Stars on Instagram. So that's the two places that's easiest to find me. If you are in Australia, then look up LMCA on Facebook. That's the Lawn Mowing Contractors Australia Facebook group. And that's a great place to really build on those skills that I talk about in the podcast. And you've got 3,000 plus people there that help you. They're all, you know, you get people that will create nuisance on Facebook from time to time, but the majority of those 3,000 people are interested in helping you succeed. That's awesome. Well, maybe somebody will listen because I know we do have some listeners down in Australia. So, uh, so hopefully yeah. whoever's hearing this will go check that out, check that group out, maybe connect with you down there. Um, it's a good group. It is, I, I believe it. I believe it. It's cool. Always, You can never have too much networking. Uh, social media is a powerful thing, and I love that it makes you all be able to connect like that from all over the country. So um, yeah. very special yeah. thing. 
Thanks for having me, Jeremiah. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, taking time out of your day to, to come on here and, and do a quick show. So um, that's going to wrap right. this you, one up. You owe me next time. Uh, you owe me an interview on my podcast now. We're going to be there. Yeah, let's set it up. I, I'm losing my voice. My goodness, this sinus thing's killing me. But we're definitely going to get that scheduled, and I can't wait to, to get on your show and uh, create another banger of an episode. Just bring out some we'll – bring, we'll bring the south to, to the land down under, the, uh, the U.S. south. I'd like to do another episode on your show too. I think we've got a few more things we could delve into there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We'll definitely link back up and, and get another one and uh, kind of dive into some more things here in the future. But uh, anyway, guys, thank you all for listening to the show today. Uh, if you would, leave us those ratings and reviews. You can find us on Instagram at uh, Growing Green Landscapes. Our email will be in the show notes. If you ever need us, uh, reach out. We'd love to help you with any questions. Uh, we are taking on show sponsors right now. We have a few people coming on board. I'm excited to uh, start these partnerships with everybody and uh, just kind of bring products to you and help you out. And maybe it'll bring something uh, of value to your business. So uh, if you are looking to get a product or a service out there, let me know. We can definitely hook up and link up and partner together and uh, just help everybody out. That's what we're here for is to be one big community who's looking to help each other out in the long run. So thanks again for tuning in today. If you would, leave us a ratings and reviews. Help us uh, boost in the rankings and just get out there to more people so we can grow this community one relationship at a time. Thank you again for tuning in, and we'll catch up with y'all here on the next episode.